Thank you, Lord. Appreciate your prayers, your faithfulness, your kindness, your encouragement. I tell you, there's enough in this world to discourage us. Hallelujah. I thank God to get around folks that encourage. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. God bless you for it. 2 Timothy 2. We're going to build a little bit off of what we preached on Wednesday evening. And I'll do a little bit review there for those that might not have been here. Hallelujah. But we're just going to do our best to obey God. Let's ask God to help us right now in prayer. Father, we love you. Thank you. Lord, thank you for your word, for your truth, God. Thank you for just everything, Lord, that you are doing. And we already thank you for what you will do. Lord, talk to our hearts. Help us, Lord, not to be distracted. Help us to focus, Lord, and Lord, on you and to have ears to hear what your spirit would say. Speak to us. Teach us. Challenge us, Lord. And God, just give us what we need in this challenging hour. We give you all the glory, all the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1. says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And these things that thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. God bless you. You can be seated. Like so much of the Word, there's just so much richness in these few, these five verses. Paul, obviously inspired by God and moving on, Moved on by the Spirit of God gives us His Word. But he is writing a letter to Timothy, a young man that he pastored, a young man that he mentored in the faith and in the ministry. And he is telling him, I love this uh, in verse 2, how Paul is getting older now and, and he's really going on to... Uh, in, in this chap, in this book, that this letter that he has written is uh, saying, "I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith." He's waiting, really, now to to be martyred. He knows he's going to go out of this world soon, and he has poured his life and his his heart into a young man named Timothy, who he said has a heart for the kingdom of God like almost no one else he's met, really. And he tells him. To look for for people, for men that 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 know this and love this, that that you can ordain them and use them for the for the work of God, and look for men that will be able to be an example and teach others. And if you think about this amazing verse, Paul has enough vision not only to get himself to heaven, but he is praying and actively working with four generations of ministry here. Follow it. He is a minister. He's pouring himself, mentoring and pastoring Timothy, telling Timothy, find somebody that you can can get into the ministry. And you know what? Their credentials need to be somebody who can teach others and help them have it. I'm telling you what, we have a responsibility for younger generations. 
It's not God's will for us to step back and say, oh, look at this world and how it's just just lost and how messed up the youth are today. Hey, pray that God would use you. Those that are younger in the house of God, the Bible tells the older women, the older men, what they need to be doing to be an example of faith, an example of holiness, an example of righteousness. Amen. Well, praise God. We have a responsibility to carry this on, to lead others to God and to, to, to continue the work of God, even in this last day. Wednesday, we talked about this word endurance because this chapter goes on these verses go on and talk about being a soldier being enduring difficulty hardness like a good soldier and how to do that not to get tangled up in the affairs of this world but keep your focus on the will of God for your life we went back uh, to Matthew 24 and read to you last Wednesday how Jesus talked about end times and said, They that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And I told you that this is not an uncommon theme in the Bible. There is really, I I always, I really do see that what I'm up against, because in a church like this, we believe in miracles. We believe in answered prayer. We believe in blessings. But that doesn't mean it's not going to get difficult. And I think there is a conflict in a lot of people. And and I tried to tell you something I don't think is going to be very popular, but to expect. Expect. I was sharing uh, with Brother Bob. Got to spend some time with him and his wife last night and and sharing with him about the funeral that uh, we were a part of for for Eloise. And, And right up until the time we were to step up into the into the pulpit and and lead that service there was battle there was conflict there there was uh there was uh, just a bad kind of spirit coming against us with with uh, another man that was there conflict is and you know my wife could tell you more than anybody I could stand up here and say anything I wouldn't do that to you but but we, we go into these things just, we don't expect it to be easy. Right. We expect some, that we, we have an enemy. Yeah. Amen. We have an enemy. We understand that. We read our Bible. There's going to be a con- There's going to be challenges. If something goes easy and goes off without a hitch, as they say, thank you, Jesus. But, you know, we're not going to go find a corner to cry in when there's a challenge. Because that's what God has given us this this power, this His Spirit for, to be able to face the challenge. To be able to overcome in the challenge. Amen. Not just to say, oh God, you know, I'm, I'm praying that you take away the problems, take away the conflict, and when, when you do that, then I'll, then I'll pull the blanket out over, over my face and get out of bed and meet the day. Uh-uh. Talk about enduring until the end. That we don't expect, we don't expect, we read the Word of God, we talked about end times this morning, talked about some of the things Jesus said about how it would be, and Paul said perilous times, right? Jesus talked about persecution, hatred, and and problems right up to the very end. He did not leave us in the dark. He said, you're going to have to endure. So expect battles. Expect problems. Too many times people panic. 
too many times. They, they, they get up in the morning with good intentions, with good ideas, with faith. Hey, I got a, got a good touch. I got a refilling. Got a, got, got heard the word, the promises of God. And, and then I got up the next day ready to take on the day. And boom, right there is trouble. Amen? Right? Sometimes that trouble is in your family. Sometimes it's on your job. Sometimes, sometimes it's your flesh. Sometimes that old nature. Why? I don't understand why I woke up grumpy. Amen. Going to have to fight that battle and win. Amen? Right. Expect it. Yeah. Don't be surprised to say, oh, that's, that's pessimistic. No, that's realistic. Yeah. I'm not telling you expect to lose. Right. I'm not telling you that it's hopeless. Yeah. I'm telling you this is what you were made for. Go ahead and fight and win. Amen. Yeah. Learn and grow through those battles. Yeah. But we panic. I've seen good folks blow it. Really get messed up. Because when they face the challenge, when they face the adversity, and this is all just review, they somehow had this idea that, that if I had enough faith, and I, I prayed, I really prayed, and I, I read my Bible, I read an extra chapter. Oh, that's going to that's gonna make everything easy. Somehow we have this thing in our minds that because we, I went to church, it was hard, but I didn't really want to, but I went to church, and now I've got to fight a battle. You were going to fight that battle anyway, probably. Yeah. But now you have, you're equipped and enabled. You've got some strength that you normally wouldn't have had if you wouldn't have gone. And what in your mind thought, you know, oh, I'm going to really make sure I get in church so that Monday will be easy? Who told you that? Who told you just because you prayed the devil's going to be, okay, hands off? I, you know, I'll give you a week. You know, I'll go somewhere else. That's not the way it works. We have to recognize we're in this world. Man is born under trouble. We've told you that. So we've got to expect that. But just understand the exciting thing about it is you've got what it takes to win. You've got everything you need in Jesus to overcome. We talked about sometimes that the battle can, can be in church. I know we don't like to admit that. And we, we are probably... Well, no problem about it. We're more excited now than we've ever been about the good folks that are in this church and their dedication, their faithfulness. And, and I, I couldn't just be more excited and more, more proud of the people that I call my brothers and sisters. But I will be perfectly clear. That doesn't mean that everything that happens is just always just bona fide uh, Jesus. <laughs> sometimes, you know, there's sometimes things in church go wrong. Sometimes it's misunderstanding. A lot of times it is. And sometimes we get so worked up because we just don't. We're not in heaven yet. I can't wait to find out that kind of unity, how we can actually communicate. You know, two people saying the same thing are still arguing. Down here. You're right. It's two people trying to just get, get the same thing accomplished and, and, and end up upset. But, but sometimes, sometimes people in church, you know. Sometimes we're trying to help people. And don't you be embarrassed or ashamed. You say, well, I'm just not as perfect as some of these. Thank God. <laughs> because there's, there's tr- we all have problems. And don't get offended. I, I don't understand for the life of me. Now, if somebody's getting up and uh, there are lines to this. I understand there's a lot of irresponsibility. and We're not justifying any kind of sin that's not being dealt with. And, but, you know, you come into church and, and there's somebody who's not really representing Jesus perfectly. 
You say, I can't believe that. They're supposed to be Christians. That's supposed to be a church. It's a hospital for souls. There's a lot of things that go on. I'm not 100% excited about, but we're trying to be a part of the solution. Amen. Amen. Not everybody that's, that is always 100% just awesome. Amen. And, and so there's going to be sometimes, sometimes it's people trying their best and still we have this treasure, the Bible says, in earthen vessels. Right? That means we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. That's why the Bible tells us over and over and over again about forgiveness and forbearance. It does. So I, I want to tell some of you, maybe, maybe you're newer here, not everything God or me puts their stamp of approval on. But we're trying to help everybody do better. And then that's church. To act like it's just supposed to, everything's supposed to be perfect and it's not fair, it's not right, and that's ridiculous, I'm giving up. That's a cop out. Whenever you're around people, people will fail. And I don't care how long you've been here. We should not be surprised when, when there are just, uh, you know, struggles like that. Paul talked about it. You see it throughout the Bible. Amen? Moses, what a great leader he was. And he had, had knuckleheads. Amen. And, and, and Jesus did too. And Paul talked about people that he said, hey, if there's any, any bit of comfort at all, will you please get along to the New Testament church? Well, they're supposed to have. I heard people say, well, you're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. That doesn't just mean everybody is beyond failing. And that's why we, we keep coming back. To get fed and to grow and do better. So you understand when you are imperfect, I'm not justifying it. I'm not condoning it. But get up and try harder and we're going to love you and try to help you do better. And when you find somebody else, oh, they let me down. I thought I had them up on this pedestal. First mistake. Amen. Recognize that, hey, everybody. Sometimes I've seen people get so upset about them. That's just a complete misunderstanding. Yeah. People trying to do the best they can with the best motives. But I've also seen, seen people really mess up too. Yeah. And uh, it would be easy just to give up on people. Yeah. To me, that's a cop-out. Yeah. It's just easy to say, okay, I'm not dealing with it anymore. That's not what Jesus does. If that's the way you're going to judge people, that's how he's going to judge you. So if you find fault and failure in church, and I'm not talking about just, just, just being okay with sin. But just people being people, that's why we're here to try to help people. And even if people do fail, we're not okay with it, but we're going to help them get back up again. I said one more thing on Wednesday. I was talking about expect to have to make adjustments. Expect. And you, don't beat yourself up. This is why we come to church, and that's why we end. I've had people actually uh, more than a few times criticize uh, us before they leave and say, you know, I just think it's kind of weird that at the end people come up and everybody's praying and seems like they're all emotional and, and is it, yeah, that many people that so messed up. Well, we all have to just search our hearts. We're coming up saying, Hey, I needed that. God help me to adjust some things. Help me to get better. And, and that's why we're here. We're here not letting things go, but we're here challenging ourselves, looking in the mirror of the word of God and don't, don't be surprised when you have to make some adjustments. Don't be surprised when you have to come to God and say, you know what, there's some things I need to. Uh, I, I, I don't know, did I drift a little bit? Did I slip in here a little bit? Help me to do better, God. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we do. 
Yes. Amen. Amen. Every one of us, if you're going to do well, you're going to have to learn how to examine yourself and just get back on track. Just get back on track. You know, you don't have to. The beauty about living for God is you don't have to just just take a day, a week, an hour. Oh, why? What happened? What went wrong? Why did I do that? And how did I do that? Just get back up and go. I'm not saying take it lightly. Tell God you're sorry. Tell God you want to do better. And if you can teach me, lead me. But don't don't wallow in it. Just adjust, make that adjustment and go on. Amen. So that was review. But I want to I want to look at this endurance, enduring hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I want to turn to Second Corinthians, the first chapter. Second Corinthians one. Verse 5, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us. That sounds like trouble. Sounds like problems are going to happen. So our consolation or our comfort also aboundeth by Christ. So God's going to be there for you in your trouble. No matter how bad the situation is, if you let God, He will be there for you. He'll do that through His Spirit. He'll do that through His Word. He'll do that through His people. Drop down to verse 8. Just Bible teaching now. We're not taking some some fun verses out of context. But this is the reality. If you look around, people are hurting. People are struggling. People are, you know, they're, they're going through life. Yeah. Enough said, right? right? And the reality of that is that's not always easy. And this kind of motivational, just adjust your attitude kind of preaching is not the gospel. The Bible is very honest and very open, even though preachers kind of skim over those areas sometimes, about suffering. And sometimes people come to church hurting. Look what it says in verse 8. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble. Now, Paul is pouring his heart out to the church about a struggle he went through just getting there and trying to, to, to minister to them. The preacher has trouble too. Yes, Imagine that. Ye have, we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble, which came to us in Asia. Listen now. That we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. That's what Paul was saying. This is, it was beyond, uh, I felt like this is as much as I could handle, and we are pressed way beyond that. All right. I didn't think we were going to survive this one. Yeah. Right. We had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves. They, all they could do was trust in God that raised the dead. Right. They said, well, I don't know how we're going to get where we're going. God told us we need to go there. I believe he's going to get there, but I don't know if we can make it through this trial. So we're just going to have to believe God can raise us from the dead if we're going to be there. That's the kind of, that's the kind of day they had. Well, I guess we trust in a God who raises from the dead. We'll get there. I guess we might not be on time, but we're going to get there. Who delivers us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So God was leading them. They had no doubt they were getting there. How 
they were going to get there, they had no idea because of the trouble that they were facing. And they were pressed above measure, it says. Pressed out of measure above strength. God has a way of... Now, and this is, this is my kind of sequel to Wednesday night. I told you about expecting trouble, expecting challenges with people, expecting to have to make adjustments in yourself. Yeah. Expect that God will move you out of your comfort zone. That is the truth. You look at your life and you look at, you know, what you have figured out in your understanding. These are my strengths. This is what I like. And this is when God says, I've got plans. I know what you're capable of. I know what I have equipped you to do. And you've got it in your mind to kind of just stay in this nice little area. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to take your measurements of what you think is you're able to do, and I'm going to press you past that. I'm going to show you what you're able to do beyond that with me. Amen. I'm not telling you how strong you are. I'm telling you how strong God is in His Word. God, when you desire to do His will... I'm telling you, I've heard the testimony of too many people over the years saying, God, I want you to use me, but... No, uh uh-oh. Don't send me here. Or don't... Don't don't let me have to talk to so and so or this that maybe this color of skin or, or or this nationality or don't don't I'm not comfortable with that and God says, Oh, guess what my plans are? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in a place that goes beyond where you're comfortable yeah. because it was never about you to begin with. Right. Yeah. I'm not looking for people to see how strong you are. And I don't want you to get any false ideas that you've got some kind of strength. Now that I'm using you, working through you, shining my light through you, uh, when this is all done, you're going to say, oh, I would laugh if somebody said I am this strong. I could never let somebody give me the glory for what I'm doing. But this has been God all along. God takes us to that place. I would never want to tell God. God, don't take this out of my life. Don't take this person out of my life. Don't do this to me because I don't know if I could ever serve you if you would do that. I would never right. tell God that. Because yeah. God will shake everything that's, uh, that you're on a foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That's not Him. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Can I tell you, don't, don't tell God, I, I can only serve you the certain way. Praise God. Yeah. You let God be God in your life and get ready. Get ready because he's going to take you out of your comfort zone. He's going to get you out of this idea that you have. It's what I'm preaching to you today when I said, you know, sometimes we don't understand that there's... We, we have this idea that miracles mean it's just going to always be great. It's always going to be easy. It's just always going to be... This is like a, 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 a special pass ticket. I don't have to wait in line anymore. It is always going to come to be my way. God does some things like that for us, doesn't he? But he will take you out of your comfort zone. In Matthew, the fourth chapter, we see it, you know, a lot of things. Jesus, well, if you read in Matthew, the first chapter, they said his name shall be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Amen. Not a God with us, not part of God with us. This was God manifested in the flesh is what Timothy told us. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you read about it. it. Read it in Isaiah. Yeah. What is it? Nine? 
Can I tell you, just because you do feel down, I, I know this world is so quick to, to, to put that label. I'm not saying there aren't people that really have struggled with depression, but I'm telling you nowadays, they want everybody to feel like they've got some kind of disorder, some kind of problem. And sometimes you're just having a rough, sometimes you're in the wilderness. And sometimes you don't feel that excitement and you're saying, oh, that's wrong. No, it's not wrong. This Bible is, has its stamp of approval on a broad range of emotions for humanity. Amen. You can be angry and still not sin. The Bible says. There's, there's whole books in the Bible called Lamentations. That's sorrow. That's pouring out your, your heart in sorrow. That's not depression. That's a real human emotion that in Jesus He'll comfort the, those that are mourning, the Bible says. Blessed are they that mourn. The enemy will tell you something's wrong when you're, when you're crying. Brother Bob read that scripture, weeping may endure for the night. But joy comes in the morning. Sometimes we, we feel sorrow. Say, I feel like something's wrong. I'm a Christian. Why do I feel this way? There's something be wrong with you if you didn't. There's very good reasons to feel real sorrow, to feel hurt, to feel, to feel anger. That's just, there's nothing wrong with that. But to be able to, to not let that rule you. Oh, I like when I feel excited. I like when I feel the joy. And, uh, but you've got to recognize joy doesn't mean that everything's going your way. Joy is just really having hope, having peace, having Jesus, really, through the battle, through the valley. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Just because you're in the wilderness doesn't mean everything's wrong. Don't give up. Don't think maybe God's forsaken you. Don't feel like everything's wrong. Somehow you failed and, and, and it's just not right. Sometimes you just have to face that and, and fight and win that battle. Because God might lead you into a wilderness time. Amen. He hasn't forsaken you. Sometimes you have to stand on that promise. I don't feel God like I need to. You got something better than your feelings. You got a promise. God, just, my feelings, I've long found out they are a very messed up indicator of my well-being. I've got to be able to say, you know what, I'm still a child of God. I still am on my way to heaven. And and maybe my feelings don't line up with this, but it's going to get better. Amen. Amen. And and I might be in a wilderness situation, but that's sometimes the idea of God getting you out of your comfort zone. I don't feel... I know a lot of people kind of just don't get it. They They struggle with it. You shouldn't. Paul talked about being in a situation where he was had fightings without yeah. and fears within. All right. He was in a place where, in one place he said, I had no rest in my spirit. But then he had a brother come and visit him and strengthen his faith. Right. That's a minister. That's a, that's a yeah. mature Christian. That's Paul. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're not going to face some wilderness experiences. Yeah. doesn't mean the Spirit of God's going to lead you. Sometimes that's the exact time. I'm telling somebody here today, now I'm not feeling anything. Don't you come up and say, oh, brothers, you're sure everything's all right. Everything's fine. We're excited. But you know, sometimes we get so upset. There's a, there's a preacher who doesn't see him himself. And you know what we do? We start talking against him, start putting him out. A brother or a sister that's strong in the church. Oh, we try, oh something's wrong. And I, I knew something was wrong. I knew it was a... And they, they're fighting battles too. Yeah. We ought to gather around each other, build each other up. Amen. Amen. 
I've I've seen some people go through things like that. I've seen myself and my family go through things like that, where it's just some of the hardest situations I've ever been in. And some of the people that you thought would be right there to help you, they're they're criticizing and saying, "Hey, this is you know you're like what? Yeah, we we we're fight. We're sometimes in that wilderness, and we can help one another in those times. Sometimes you don't have the right things to say. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. Just be a friend. Just be a friend. Matthew 14. Very familiar portion of Scripture. Matthew 14. They're going through a storm. Jesus told them, we're going across here, and we're going to minister to these people on the other side. But then a storm comes. What's up with that? And you know what the disciples are saying? The disciples start saying, don't you care that we're dying? Carest thou not that we perish? They're doubting the love of God in the middle of their storm. This storm, Jesus sends them across, says, I'll meet you there, and he decides to walk across in the storm. They're going crazy seeing this and not understanding this. And then it says in verse 27, Matthew 14, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. It's me. Their minds are going all over the map trying to figure out what's going on. And you know the story. Peter answers him and says, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. Peter was come down out of the ship and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Probably one of the greatest examples of getting out of your comfort zone. Walking on on the waves of a storm. And Jesus says, come on. You're going to be all right. Just keep your eyes on me. So many words, right? When he saw the wind boisterous, he got his eyes off Jesus. We know the story. He was afraid, began to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. And he did. See, that's the exciting thing about living for God. You're going to get in situations pressed beyond measure. Maybe having the sentence of death, you're already figuring out how everything's going to go wrong. And let's say you do get weak. I know we're scared to death. Oh, we don't want to. We don't want to justify that. I've told you many times. We see people careless. That Bible doesn't talk about. It's okay to be careless. But when God gets you out of your comfort zone, He's going to be there to pick you up. There, there's listen. We are. We do have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this humanity, and, and as much as we strive to press towards that mark of the prize and. And, and we want to do everything just so good. We want to do everything just right. But we're doing the best we can. Right. And sadly, there's, there's a lot of people with such, the idea, such an idea of, I just, if I can't do it just perfect, I, won't, I just won't even try. And they think that's quality worth having. And it's not. It's not. We are all going to stumble. We're all going to, we, we're all going to get our eyes kind of off what they should be on, off of Jesus. And it's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to get fearful sometimes and we're going to need God to rescue us and pick us up. It's all right. It's going to be okay. I know people have put you down. People have said you've tried and you failed and they still remember that. T- this, that's Pay attention to that. Keep growing. 
keep learning. God had a plan for Peter in his life, didn't he? This wasn't the last time Peter stumbled. This wasn't the last time in his training that he tried and, and messed up. But God had a plan for him. I know we don't want to take that lightly, and we've seen too many people take that lightly. We talked about that, but listen to me. Keep working. Keep trying. Keep, keep, keep your eyes on God, and don't, don't be afraid. You know, sometimes, just like a child, he'll, he'll correct us. I mentioned this the other day. I didn't really get into details, but I said even if we try and we stumble, there's a, there's, there's an act, a plan of action that God has in place to help us. That's chastisement. Say, oh, I don't want to be chastened. He, he chastens who he loves. He's not going to abuse you. It's, I'm not talking about God beating you. I'm talking about God helping you, correct you, and, and get you where you need to be. He's not want, willing that you perish. We already heard that tonight. He wants to help you do that. Peter got out of his comfort zone. And see, I knew it. I knew it the first time I step out of my comfort zone. I start to, I messed it up. There's God picking him up. God's going to do that for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But expect. Don't expect everything to go just the way you want it, you like it. No. Give that up. Just give it up. We get a chance to pray tonight here in a little bit. Just just lay that on the altar. God, not my will. I'm not. I'm tired of just thinking this is going to be comfortable for me. I'm not seeking what I like, what I want, what I feel like you want for me. I'm going to lay that all aside and God, you lead me. And expect that it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be comfortable. But God's going to be with you. He's going to pick you up if you fall. And he's going to help you grow. And going to show you just great things in your life to help you be everything He's called you to be. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Abby can come and play something here tonight. She's doing such a great job. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Living for God is never going to go as we plan it. It really isn't. There's, there's always going to be challenges. And like I preached to you on Wednesday, there's going to be battles. But tonight I'm telling you, God's going to lead you into some places in your life that it can be difficult, but He's going to be there with you. He's going to help you if you stumble. He's going to be there all along the way. He's got a plan for you, and it's going to have to be more than our own ideas, our own, what we want. So much of what we preach, so much of what this Bible teaches gets brought down to that same scripture there in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Can we find a place to pray? Lord, help us. Help us, Lord.
going to take us to higher levels. He's going to take us. one of us. Guide us, Lord, in your best will throughout this week, God, and just continue to, to work through us. Lord, bless each one. Keep us safe as we travel. And Lord, we give you all the glory and thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you, church.